welcome to the Dive into Reiki podcast. Today, I have a guest for the second time, uh, Franz Tine. I'm going to add his bio is very long, so I'm going to add it in the notes. You will see it. But he's been my teacher for uh, over seven years. He's been practicing for quite a while, trained in Japan, trained everywhere with most teachers, authors of many, many books. And today, we're going to be chatting about a couple of things. First, his latest, latest book, the inner teachings of Mikao Sui, the way of Reiki. And I have it here. You are looking at it in the mirror effect. And then we're going to talk about a subject that is very dear to my heart, which is integrating uh, Reiki practice into daily life. So thank you, Franz, for saying yes to this. Oh, interview. great. I love staying here at Natalie's place. So that's great. So easy. Yeah. For some of my patrons, I actually showed the sofa where you will be sleeping. But <laughs> in a very decent form, we're not showing that. Because he's a very organized person, but I'm not. So. Uh, not at the moment. My, <clears throat> except my suitcase looks pretty packed today. Yeah, he's very organized. So we just finished a beautiful Shimpinden class in New York. Well, he did it. I was just sitting there, uh, appreciating the class. And so, Franz, tell us a little bit about your new book, because some of the themes was really woven through the Shimpinden. Yeah, I mean, my new book, uh, The Way of Reiki, The Inner Teachings of Mikusui, is really, for me, it's actually an accumulation, again, uh, of my own personal development, you know, and it's like an expression of what I've been practicing, also learning with my teacher in Japan, Takeda Jari, and is uh, for me also not just that the system of Reiki is hands-on healing, we think it's hands-on healing, but actually, it's a state of mind. And, you know, in a way, we can already see this very simple. If I do hands-on healing with anger, worry, or fear, or do I do hands-on healing without anger and worry yeah. and fear? And then, of course, people say, oh, but I don't worry. But then often they actually there's a very subtle worries in there or also distractions. If we look at the precepts, for example, anger, worry, and being grateful, if we look at it, we've been distracted by past, present, future. So therefore we need to focus the mind. And when our mind is focused, our energy is focused. Yeah. So we also see this in these uh, practices of like Josh and Kokiho, focused and wide open, like, you know, I am the universe, the universe is me, but just not in our head, right? But really this direct experience and then we uh, can also therefore see it, as you say, in our daily life. So that for me is really the way of Reiki is not just about hands-on healing, but actually leading a life of love and compassion and kindness for ourselves and others. And it's, sorry, I am keep chatting here. No, no, I want to interrupt you just and, for a moment. And it's just so important. It's so important in our daily life these days. And we're going to go to that. But I have a question because for me, noticing when I was distracted by the past was easy by the future was easy. It doesn't mean I wasn't distracted, but I could recognize it. Yeah. I think I didn't recognize being distracted by the present because at the beginning when I was like, oh, I feel heat, yeah. I feel colors. Oh, maybe this has to do with past life. I had the idea I was understanding better the treatment, not being distracted. So I don't know if you can chat a little bit about that. I mean, this is another thing, like, as you say, uh, by the past is, is very easy to understand. And the past is already gone. Yeah, we can't change it. We can only accept it in a way. So also that often has to do with anger, right? Then the future worry. We worry about the future in that one minute or 10 minutes or the next 10 years. And then we're so distracted in the present moment because, I mean, there's different elements because we're not distracted in the past about the past, 
We also are not distracted in the future about the future. We distracted in the present moment yeah. about it. So we also have to let go of the present moment. And then we're also caught up in the present moment. What am I feeling? What am I sensing? What does this mean? What does that mean? We're so caught up. I don't like that. Or for example, we also have where we meditate. Oh, I'm not thinking about anything. I am really calm. I'm doing well. All of these things is exactly the same. We we distracted by the present moment. And that is a very subtle thing where we can actually really let that present moment flow and not hold on to it by trying to analyze it, really saying, oh, what does this mean, that mean, etc. And then we can be free, you know, and really, I think in all these old traditions that talk about spiritual freedom, not just and same you talk about daily life. So in the precepts, for example, in Mikasui's uh, teachings, there is very important elements. A, it doesn't say anything about hands-on healing. Oh, sorry. It, it actually, it says about a state of mind. So it already points to a very, very, very specific state of mind. Not easy. Therefore, we do need to practice hands-on healing, but, you know, and also the meditations, focusing on the symbols and mantras, etc. And then it also says something today. It doesn't say on your meditation pillow. It doesn't say on the massage table. It doesn't say on the yoga mat or in your bed sleeping. No, it's said today. And today, in well, we see this word in a lot of Japanese spiritual practices. It means in every action we do today, can we have no anger, no worry, being grateful, being true to a way in a being and being compassionate. And that for me is the system of Reiki, really. And that is also what I try to explain within my book that is uh, is an integration, an embodiment of yourself, right? When we embody it, not just in your head, but when we embody it, then we can really take it into our daily life and all we do, no matter if we sing karaoke or we're dancing or we're talking to people or at work. Yeah. And I think it was for me very interesting. Once I was like checking up on my practice and you didn't ask me, are you seeing this? Are you feeling that? You were asking me, are you less angry, less mm. worried, right? And yeah. and I never understood like, wow, I can actually just use the precepts to do a check on how my practice is going. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, there's uh, some very simple and yet very difficult to do because when we look in that mirror, right, we need to be brutally honest with ourselves. Uh, sometimes I like this uh, phrase from some Japanese Zen teachers and they say, oh, sometimes we're so obscured that we don't see we're obscured. Or sometimes we're so angry that we don't notice that we're angry. Or sometimes we're so distracted that we even don't know that we're distracted, right? Yeah. So it, it takes time to look in that mirror and, and look at ourselves and say, am I closed-minded or open-minded? Am I less worried, less angry, less fearful, more compassion? And then also that compassion, what doesn't change according to circumstances. Yeah, I think is a very important element Mikasui pointed out within the system of Reiki. Yeah? And most of the time, our compassion changes, sometimes really rapidly. You know, I might we might be good friends now and then something happens. And then suddenly we get angry with each other. I mean, this happens. And instead of asking for forgiveness or being grateful and just keep being friends, then we get caught up. And I was using this example in- That's uh, because I've been bothering him a lot and he's setting up the stuff to be, <laughs> have a fight with me and let me go. 
let me go, let me go. We did karaoke. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is for me is a really important element. If you look, for example, young kids, they, they, you know, like little kids, four or five years old, they get angry with each other. And two minutes later, they're hugging each other again, right? We get angry with each other and we never hug each other again. Or, you know, we, we carry that anger with us for the rest of our life. It's ridiculous, right? Yeah, I think it's really ridiculous. So this is for me also the system of Reiki. So check with yourself, right? But be honest, because I think a lot of times, especially, and this is a lot with women because we're not allowed to be angry. We have to be nice. Yeah. But also for men, like we think we're not angry because also if we are angry, we're failing at the system. And it's not really about not being angry. It's about acknowledging, understanding, processing, letting it go, or channel it in a positive way because at the end yeah. anger can be fuel for change so and i think it's also a very gradual process like if you practice a week suddenly your life is not going to change maybe the change is a tiny bit yeah. so compassion but, again yeah i mean that takes time and therefore it's uh, imperative to actually sit on a bar doing the meditation practices not just when shit hits the fan but on a daily basis like we really prepare ourselves for when shit does hit the fan and shit will hit the fan because we all will die one day and therefore the precepts for me also and i write about this in the book too is about preparation for dying can we die without anger without regret all of these things you know and again maybe for example we can use the idea of friendship maybe when we die we're like oh shit i wish i wish i had not be that to a friend or i wish i'd forgiven them or i'd wish i'd be kinder and then that dying process becomes terrible right but if we can be grateful and open and that moment is right now make you know go out and be kind to people. For me, that is the most important element, actually, from the whole system of Reiki, yeah, that openness, that kindness. And I think it becomes more important because a lot of us train in Reiki and we're all, first of all, some of us don't even want to go professional. And then some of us, we may want to go professional, but it's a hard it's hard to make a living Reiki. So you probably yeah. will have a job. So for me, your job is also your practice. Your life is your practice, right? You can go to your office and smile. You're, you know, my it. big boss doesn't like it, but the rest of my office loves it. And and we can become that, embody those precepts and bring a little bit of practice to everywhere we go. And I think that is also beautiful. I mean, absolutely. I mean, this is uh, really if we only practice for half an hour every day and we don't integrate it into all we do, then it becomes something very separate from our daily life. And I think this is an issue we see in modern spirituality, where we see it as something very separate from our daily life but actually it is our daily life eh? and and already very simple be kind i like these teachings too and i've been really focusing on that lately too what are we planting today eh? if we look at the precepts are we planting anger or worry and then if we plant anger and worry today then what do we get tomorrow right an apple seed doesn't give bananas or a banana seed doesn't give apples so if I planned love and compassion, and as you say, that takes time because the next day maybe we planned anger again because that's our habitual pattern or worry. So through the practices that we become more stable and specifically, for example, practices of Josh and Kokuyo, I think is essential. I mean, I still practice those to stay focused in the hara, centered, and then at the same time, wide open so that 
that wide openness, we can accommodate everybody, we can be kind to everybody, no matter what. And yet we stay centered and grounded. It doesn't mean we have to be walked over by people. As you say, you know, that anger or that energy of anger, we can transform. And it's not that we have to angrily go against things because I don't think that actually works either, but in a very compassionate way with love and kindness. I think that is really the essential. And we see this in all these traditional teaching. Unfortunately, we don't really take those to heart, right? We say, oh, I know better like this, but actually I don't think that really works. Yeah. It doesn't. And I'm going to probably close this with the last question. I think one thing I really noticed from this book compared to other books is this insistence on why we practice. What is the aim yeah. or practice, right? And I think we have to be honest because sometimes you may ask is like, why do I practice and realize to make money or to get Instagram fan? Like sometimes our goals, because I've been there. So I talk from like, yeah. oh, that one has more followers than I have. And why do I practice? I personally realize, well, I practice to feel less angry, less worried, more compassionate, more grateful because I'm a Scorpio, I get angry easily, right? So every time I need to check, because I sometimes, you know, when I get upset about stuff, it's like, okay, hold on, aim again. Why do you practice? Yeah. And that recenters me. And I think that's not something I ever thought about when I started practicing Reiki. So tell us a little bit more about that. I think that is, you know, for many people don't think about it, but, you know, I always use this example. If I want to go and visit Natalie, I'm here now. The first thing I need to do is the address, right? And then I can figure out how to get to Harlem, New York. Uh, this is the same thing. What is your address? What you're aiming for? And then, of course, we have to also let it go. Like a bow and arrow, we aim at something. But sometimes we lose this aim too. We forget about it. You know, we get sidetracked by maybe fame of Instagram followers or we want money or those kind of things, right? But actually our aim in the system of Reiki or any spiritual practice is in reality self-awakening. And, you know, this is a great story. I also talked in class about years ago, I was in Sydney, went to see this yogi. And this yogi sits in his yoga studio. And first of all, this yogi asked about 10 different people, why do you practice yoga? And after a while, this yogi says, okay, so no one practices yoga here. And a lot of people were upset. And I said, he said, none of you said that you do this for self-awakening. And this is the same yoga, the system of Reiki, Tai Chi, Qigong, it's all for self-awakening. And what does that self-awakening mean? That we are kind and compassionate to everybody and everything. A compassion that doesn't change. And that is ultimate aim. Reiki, if we say it's the aim is hence on healing, we are ready not aiming at the right aim ultimately, you know. And so if the aim is whatever, doing hands-on healing on a tree, on an animal, on a person. Again, we're not aiming at the right aim. The first point of call is aiming that we remember our great bright light. Because so we put that so clearly, the embodiment of the precepts. But we do this also to help other people and show compassion to yourself. What is the most compassionate thing you can do for yourself? Is laying bare your great bright light, your true nature, your essence, whatever we call it. And then what's the most compassionate thing you can do for others is helping them to find their great bright light. And that is really pointed out very, very clearly in Mikasui's teachings again and again and again. And unfortunately, as you say, I don't think that is pointed out a lot in the system of Reiki. And, uh, you know, if I 
If I don't aim at that, I never get there. So the first thing is look at the address for yourself. Check again and again, what is the address you really are aiming for? Maybe refine it. And then remember it again and again and again, because sometimes we forget, you know, maybe on my way to Natalie in Harlem, I get distracted by something on Times Square uh, or maybe by a nice cocktail bar. And then six months later, Natalie rings me, Franz, where are you? And I go like, well, I mean, this cocktail bar completely forgot where I was going. And this is also what we do, right, in our spiritual practice. We forget to practice. We forget actually what our aim was in the first place or why we did it in the first place. And this is not, and I'm waving on you, but this is not just in our practice, but also in daily life, right? Yeah. Very important. And for me, almost like the aim, obviously, is the why. And the hands-on healing is the how. Yeah. Right? That's how we get there. If our practice, we can practice just has, that as a main tool. That is, is the vehicle that will take you to your aim you know yeah. we practice we practice with hands some of us have other techniques i actually gonna include in the notes the instruction for joshin kokyoho for those of you who may not be familiar because it's a japanese uh technique or meditation uh, that some lineages don't have but especially if you live in a crazy city like new york where subways break down uh people struggling they follow you everything is a little bit weird uh it helps a lot from experience it keeps me centered yeah. But then also, you know, we have uh, our aim and then how, but how is also very specific, just like a, a recipe in a, in a cookbook. Uh, sometimes we put our hands on ourselves and, you know, don't get me wrong. And we fall asleep and, done that. and then we say <laughs> the next morning, oh, I had a great hands on healing session. No, we have to be brutally honest. You were sleeping, right? Hands on healing is being focused, not being distracted by past, present, future. And we all know that, like, let's be really brutally honest here. If I do hands-on healing and I watch TV, where's your mind? On the TV. On the TV. Where's your energy? On the TV. It's very distracted. Maybe you watch uh, an emotional thing and all, all these emotions come or anger or frustration. That's the energy you put in it, you know, really be honest with yourself. I mean, I think it's such an important element. If you're sleeping, you're sleeping, you're not doing hands-on healing. So within Mikasui's teaching, and this is also what I try to really point out in my book, is uh, that when we do it correctly, follow the right recipe, we get the right result. If I don't follow the right recipe, maybe my cake I'm making is not even edible. You know, I might need to throw it away. And therefore, we can see this clearly, too, in a lot of the spiritual teaching. When we push people, there's still a lot of anger. There's, oh, I've been meditating for 20 years. And then, boom, very quickly angry, very quickly worried, very quickly distracted. That means the practice is not really beneficial. We, there is something where we have not focused on the right recipe. So check for yourself why you're doing it, how you're doing it. And if you're still following the right recipe, what means focus and wide openness. And again, Josh and Cook your whole. Not being distracted by past, present, future. Amazing. And then do karaoke. And, and then, then do karaoke. Building. We're singing yeah. from the Hara, all of us. And with well, whole notes, we're loud. But yeah, again, also bring that playfulness to it, right? Like a little bit of happiness. Yeah, but I mean, this comes by itself, right? You know, that that 
light, if we think about great bright light, what Mikasui points out, is luminous, like is light. We're already saying, I'm feeling lighter. Hey? I'm, I'm feeling more positive, more playful, more joyful. In a lot of these teachings, they call it inner joy. And that inner joy is not a joy because we have a nice coffee or cocktail or whatever, but that inner joy is actually your true nature. It, it is, the essence of it is compassion, playfulness, joyfulness, openness, love, caring, what doesn't change according to circumstances. And therefore, then we can really see this in our life. Our life actually becomes juicier. Right? It becomes more moist with love, kindness, joyful, playfulness. And that I want to see this more actually in uh, in, in our daily life <laughs> yeah. for everybody, really. This is all, if you boil it down, don't we all want to be happy and playful and joyful, right? And and I think even the why and the how apply to any lineage, right? We have mentioned Joshin or hands-on healing. Every lineage may have their particularities yeah. in Reiki, and we know we're like 150 styles. But the why and the how and the focus apply to all of them. Absolutely. And I think that's why it's so beautiful. And that's why I was like, I wanted to share this with everyone, because no matter the style we do, we may have one with dragons, one, you know, just hands-on healing. Some have very complicated meditations. They're all valid. And the why and the how applies to all of them. And I think that that's what I love about that that teaching. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it applies to life. So if I'm talking to a friend and, you know, I'm talking like this and my friend is being distracted all the time, then I don't feel really hurt. You know, I'm like, hey, wh where are you? I hear you sometimes. <laughs> so, but, but this is important. Yeah. If I work or if I walk yeah. on the street, particularly here in New York, and I'm not focused, boom, a taxi hits me, right? So it's in daily life. We already know this. If I'm not focused, daily life is not so good if i don't pay attention daily life is not so good it's not happy it's not playful it's not joyful and therefore for me also a golden rule is your practice no matter what lineage tradition or what practice you do is it making you more narrow-minded or more open-minded ultimately it needs to be open-minded then the energy can flow the joy can flow the happiness can flow everything becomes better in your life. So it's a, for me, it's a really interesting to see it. Check with yourself also, look in that mirror. Again, not easy, but ask yourself honestly, have I become more narrow-minded? So not accepting of other people, of other teachings, of other things, and my, 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 me, 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 I, 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 or more we, more open, more expanded, more loving, more caring. Even more important nowadays with social media, we're so self-involved yeah. sometimes. But okay, one last thing. We're going to close it with one thing you may want to add that I didn't ask you. Yeah. Beyond a song. No, just kidding. We won't. And I will always love you. But I love that. Being open and no shame whatsoever. That's why we enjoy so much. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And I really appreciate all your support, the texts, the emails. So you we make this podcast together as a community. Thank you, friends, for I kidnapped him. I literally kidnapped him and put him in front of the camera. So I really appreciate you uh, sharing all these beautiful teachings and your time 
with all of us. Well, same, Natalie. I mean, I think you're doing a great job spreading love and kindness through the world. You know, if I look at our time together in the last week here in New York, you show it on the street. You're a great example of that in daily life. So, yeah, keep following Natalie. Mm, besos. Besos. Ciao.